1: Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs and this is The Great America Show. There's little doubt the country's in deeper trouble by the day. I know we're all gut-sick about what's happened to our country. We're all feeling the weight of this government on our public spirit. I hear some of us are turning off the news altogether, sick and tired of the left-wing corporate media, and I certainly don't blame anyone for doing so. The outright lies, the shame of it all, is those networks, cable and broadcast, push propaganda rather than objective news. It's hard to put up with, and as I say, I don't blame anyone for not putting up with it, for turning it all off. Certainly left-wing newspapers and websites aren't any better, and we know now that President Biden lied again and again. The White House told us he didn't know about the Mar-a-Lago raid, he did, of course, and now we know for sure. He had to be lying. He authorized the raid on Mar-a-Lago and changed America to a place we no longer recognize is our country. We have to be honest about all of this. It is no longer the America we knew. It's not a nation of laws. We can't honestly claim it's a constitutional republic. Not when we have an FBI that frames national security advisers as they did with General Michael Flynn, an FBI that conspires with the Marxist dims in the deep state to overthrow a president, an FBI that manufactured false statistics that they report to the American people, entrap citizens and put them on trial because of the plot manufactured by the FBI, as they did in Michigan in the Governor Whitmer kidnapping case, and in league with the Justice Department and the White House and intelligence agencies and the Marxist dims, who carried out a six-year-long political persecution of President Trump. This is no longer the America that we once knew, is it? And none of us blame those fellow citizens who say they can't take any more of the attacks, any more of the Marxist-left propaganda, and the raging evil that has overwhelmed Washington, D.C., and almost the entirety of our federal government. And there's no doubt corporate America is complicit and a full conspirator in all of this. Whether the refusal of their media, the media they own, to cover news honestly, to be fair and balanced, to stick to the facts, no, those days are long gone. And it's hard to see how we fight our way to a free press, a free press that is independent and intent on seeking and reporting the truth, no matter what in keeping our citizens informed, not beaten down with left-wing propaganda. The FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago was the stuff of Soviet-era KGB secret police, an act that demonstrated clearly to all that the Marxist Dems and the deep state own the FBI and DOJ and most of what was once our federal government. A clear statement that corruption of the Biden White House, Department of Justice, and the FBI is pervasive and profound. Now the question is, will it be lasting? That will be up to you and me. Witnessing the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago, the Judicial Watch attorneys immediately filed a motion to unseal the search warrant's affidavit. Our guest today is Judicial Watch's Director of Investigations and Research, Chris Farrell. Chris, it's great to have you here with us so far, the magistrate judge has said he doesn't agree with the DOJ arguments, but the affidavit, unsealed or not, can still be, he says, redacted, which will deny the public meaningful information.
0: My colleagues and I were watching what was going on and uh, felt compelled to take action. There's a whole lot of people rightfully upset and concerned and a lot of sound bites and uh, the, the leadership wasn't doing anything. They were just kind of waving their arms and wringing their hands as per usual. So we decided it was uh, up to us, but the impetus, the, the the onus was on us to take action because the American public was owed straight answers. And they clearly were not coming from the Department of Justice or the FBI. So we were gonna do our best to seek the release of the underlying affidavit, the, the sworn statement by the FBI special agent that formed the predicate for the warrant and the search.
1: It's going to be fascinating uh, if you can successfully and and receive that document uh, in a timely fashion. It's going to be fascinating to see what uh, uh, pretext they use. Because one thing we do know about the FBI, uh, they have persecuted this president for six years. Not a single one of their charges has amounted to a hill of beans. Uh, and the only liars and the only transgressors and uh, and, and crimes uh, have been committed by the FBI and the Department of Justice. So it'll be interesting to see what the pretext is. Do you have any idea what it might be? Well,
0: re- purportedly, we, there's a, a reported uh, issue of NARA, National Archives and Records Administration, Go, you know, documents, papers, folders, et cetera, that are actually covered under the Presidential Records Act, the PRA, which I have uh, a disgustingly detailed amount of knowledge per- firsthand on, unfortunately. The PRA uh, governs presidential records at the point where the president is about to say goodbye and leaves the office and what happens to him afterwards. And every president since FDR in 1939 When he turned over his records to the government, uh, every president has had a push me, pull you, shove and push back and forth over what was gonna be kept, what was gonna be given to a library, what was gonna go to the archives, what was gonna be sealed. And that back and forth is something that's been negotiated with every president. Uh, I have literally sat in the Clinton archive in Little Rock and looked through a glass dividing wall uh, piece at Bruce Lindsay, uh, Bill Clinton's personal representative, as he was reviewing records and deciding whether I could see them, and I was one room away. So I am very familiar with this process, and I can tell you that what the FBI did a couple days ago is completely off the charts, totally out of control, and really just an effort to once again try to smear and dirty up uh, the former
1: president. Yeah, we're getting a a report uh, uh,
0: that John Solomon
1: uh, said on Breitbart, uh, the FBI office behind the Mar-a-Lago raid, which is the Washington DC field office, has a a big problem uh, with political manipulation as they're styling it uh, uh, as they conducted that raid. it's uh, it's as John Solomon put it, uh, Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, is not taking whistleblowers uh, seriously, uh, and so now they've got another problem in addition to all the transgressions that they have uh, committed. Uh, and, and frankly, uh, I think the laws they've broken certainly in, in this. Uh, this is a pol- politically motivated office. There should be no surprise to anyone about that. But at this level, Chris, your thoughts about the level of uh, just uh, a, a rogue FBI uh, following their Marxist dim masters and deep state, uh, the deep state uh, in- into committing this kind of an act, uh, going against a president, former president of the United States, It's never been done before. It is absolutely unprecedented. What are the likely repercussions?
0: Well, the repercussions, unfortunately, in the next few months are probably, you know, zero. Uh, I want to point out, though, that the headquarters of the FBI is a wildly politicized place. It has virtually nothing to do with rank and file FBI agents around the country, although there's a number of places where the FBI is out of control around the country. I'm not saying every FBI agent is a dirt ball. That's not my intention at all. But the headquarters is a, is a, a uh, is essentially the enforcement arm of the Democratic National Committee, and it's right. Washington field office. The Washington field office. Remember the the new chief of the Washington field office, a guy named Dan Tueno. It's D apostrophe capital A, T U O N O, Dan Tuono, he was previously the special agent in charge of the, of the Detroit office of the FBI. And exactly. you remember, those are the guys that dreamed up the crazy uh, kidnap Gretchen Whitmer case. And so yeah, well, this guy I, is clearly, he's a piece of work. I mean, this is the guy who manufactures a kidnap plot and then conveniently moves to Washington, D.C. Two months later, you have the Ray Epps cheerleading section at the January 6th event, and now you've got a raid on Mar a Lago. So there needs, the Washington field office needs to be put under a microscope, especially this guy, D'Antono.
1: Well, I, as you have basically said, the entire management of the FBI right now, uh, in my opinion, uh, should be forced to resign, fired, however you want to style it. They should be frog-marched out of the FBI headquarters. This is a corrupt and toxic organization. Think about this, too, Chris. Four directors of the FBI uh, since the advent of uh, Crossfire Hurricane and the Russia hoax, the uh, Russia collusion uh, disinformation campaign by Hillary Clinton's campaign, there, four of them have been caught lying to the Congress, lying to the American people, uh, and, and without, without accountability, without any consequence
0: whatsoever. I, I, I think you will recall, when I said it on air on, on your television show probably six years ago, it was a little shocking at the time. But you'll recall that I early, early advocated for the dissolution of the FBI, that it should be eliminated Absolutely. as a law enforcement agency. At the time I said it, some people kind of scratched their heads and said, hey, you know, uh, aren't you going a little far here? And I said, no, not far enough. And now it's taken, it's taken a few years, but now everyone's finally catching on to what I warned about years ago, the utter corruption of the organization And, you know, the fish rots from the head down. And this is a perfect example of it.
1: It, it, Unfortunately, it is. And it's an example that just keeps replicating itself. We think of all of the instances in which the FBI has lied, the plots they've been involved in, the uh, orchestrated Marxist Dems campaign against the candidate Donald Trump, the president Donald Trump, their attempts to overthrow him, two impeachments, a special counsel, three years of FBI investigation, the countless charges against him and the slurs and the insults, the accusations, and not one of them proved to be true. But the accusers, that is the FBI, the Department of Justice, uh, the House Intel uh, uh, Committee under Adam Schiff, as we go through, they're all liars. They all manufactured and uh, not only uh, charges, but they tried to frame the president of the United States. They successfully framed General Michael Flynn. They tried to frame, uh, you know, we can Carter Page. You can go through the list: George Papadopoulos. Uh, they tried uh, and almost succeeded. Uh, it, it's it's just well, disgusting. And they, and but here also- we go. Well, here we go again
0: as you well know, the process is the punishment, right? So when they go after these people and they grind them up and they cost them attorney's fees and, they, and accountants and lawyers and heartburn, you know, uh, they've been smeared in the press. Where do you go to get your reputation back? Where do you go to get back the house you had to sell or take a second mortgage on or whatever? And this is just a payoff. This is just to to survive the process of eventually being vindicated, Uh, you know. For example, Mike Flynn is one example, but there's a like you said, there's a bunch of other ones.
1: Yeah, and and Michael Flynn has had support of a lot of people in this country, patriots, who have uh, donated money to for his defense, uh, who are doing so. The same thing is happening, but not at a large enough scale, in my opinion. We should all be doing more for all of those caught up in the January 6th uh, iniquity uh, that they call the January 6th committee. All of those people should have our support. I, I, and not GoFundMe, but there's got the conservative version of that we should be using to, to support them. And now we've got uh, Navarro, uh, you know, Peter Navarro, the former aide to the President Trump caught up in it. It just goes on and on. But, you
0: know, I sent an investigator out, one of my investigators to Texas to talk to a couple, retired couple, who had their farm uh, raided by the FBI. Uh, the only thing they did was uh, hang around D.C. on January 6th and then go home. They didn't do anything. They weren't near anything. They didn't take any action, nothing. But they somehow, I guess, through cell phone tracking, they showed them in the city. They went after this couple. They're shell-shocked. I mean, they had flashbang grenades thrown in their house. This is a retired couple in their 70s. I'm sorry? The FBI actually uh, attacked their house? Correct. That is 100% correct. And uh, and they did nothing. And and look, they don't have $10,000 to throw down as a, uh, as a, you know, a retainer for a, a, an attorney to then spend another twenty or thirty thousand dollars to, to fight off or to find out, you know, how they even came on the FBI radar screen. Can they sue the FBI? Good Lord, they ought to be able to sue the FBI. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we're looking at is the same thing with Trump. We're trying to get to the underlying affidavit from the special agent who went before a judge. And here's the deal, this was a, 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 a no-knock, middle-of-the-night warrant. So in order oh, to get one God. of those, yet the, the agent has to swear that either, A, they're violent felons, or B, they're flight risks. They're not, they're, they're neither of those things, but that didn't stop them from blowing through the gate on their ranch and making the poor husband stand in his underwear for two and a half hours in the pre-dawn cold, uh, you know, humiliating him out by the side of the road. This this is, you know, this is your federal law enforcement in action. No, this is Where this the little isn't people mine. get ground up. You know, damn their
1: hides. I'm telling you, this is out of control. This has gone too far. And you know what? Uh, these these ignorant pitiful excuses for federal G-men, you know, this is just silly. They're silly, they're cowardly, and how dare them not have the courage and the principle to stand up and tell their superiors that they will not participate in something like a pre-dawn raid uh, with SWAT tactics and nonsense going after a, you know, the innocence. They knew what they were doing this is disgusting of course, it's, it's intimidation uh, it's an uh, it's an effort it's just simply to create fear in the entire american public and you know what in some quarters that'll work but in most parts yeah, of yeah. america i still believe this intimidation uh, nonsense from the part of the fbi will blow up in their faces absolutely
0: it has to at this point because uh you know, The more they push the envelope, the more they're going to take it, the more they're going to keep trying more and more and more, and uh, you know, it, it emboldens them. They, they want to keep the American public in a state of acute neurotic anxiety. They want them constantly fearful that they're going to be blamed, they're going to be caught up in something, they're going to be associated with something, because they want you to keep your head down and shut up. That's what they want. And they'll do anything to get us. And the lesson well, is, if they can do it to the former president, they can do it to you.
1: Oh, there's no doubt what they can do. They can do whatever they want, because right now there is no countervailing uh, force of decency uh, and, and, and respect in this country to put against them, other than the will of the American people. And it has not taken
0: shape Yeah, because the leadership, yeah. the, so-called, the, the so-called leadership on the Republican side of the equation is a joke. Yes, no one's willing to step up or do anything. Well, damn their hides as well,
1: uh, because there there has to be a response uh, to this kind of ignorance, uh, this shameless uh, flaunting of the Constitution. And these are federal authorities, ladies and gentlemen. They are operating our, our government. They are functioning supposedly in support of this of this country. And its citizens. And they are at war with us. They have declared war on all of America that isn't a Marxist dim following in lockstep to their woke ideology and utter Marxist devastating, destructive
0: ideology. You know, uh, Lou, for the record, on this whole issue about the president and his records, this is normally handled by you know, sharply worded letters between two different sets of attorneys. If that doesn't work, then they can ask for a, a civil subpoena to produce the records uh, by court process. If that doesn't work, you then file for some sort of contempt motion to get the marshals to come out and collect the records. If that doesn't work, You know, there's what I'm trying to get across is there is an escalated, tiered, rational system, none of which consists of FBI agents conducting, you know, an armed raid uh, at the president's home. And for those of you who think, well, uh, you know, he, he may have had something bad or something he wasn't supposed to have, and maybe he took something unlawfully, Okay, great. Well, there were records that were under lock and key on a presidential compound that's guarded by Secret Service agents. Now, you tell me if, if, if those records are secure or not. Right. Well, and, and,
1: and, and President Trump himself has said point blank. He had ordered his attorneys to give them whatever it is that they, they wanted. Uh, this, was a process, this was a process that was underway with the the archives, uh, and, and without, and, and the president was generally just shocked that, uh, this, this occurred given the fact that there was full cooperation and it was a process that had been underway for months. This, correct. Is, just, this is, uh, this stinks to high heaven and heads should roll, uh, Give me, give me an idea, of uh, what you think the the national security issue or, is around this, because right now we have a government that no one respects. You can't respect this government. You can't take this FBI seriously. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland is a cowardly cretin. Uh, the, Christopher Ray. I mean, they look like they came out of the same finishing schools. Uh, for uh,
0: bureaucratic uh non-entities and yet there they are yeah, it's it, it's hard to imagine what the national security claim would be and here's why um, you know these are purportedly rec- documents that would have a, a creation date of at the latest sometime in January of 2021 uh you're right at the very end of the president's term and and that's that's the most Aggressive position you could take. So we are now in you know August of 22. So whatever information there was is now actually quite dated. Uh, certainly the Biden administration and their national security strategy, if they have one, is radically different from the uh, from the Trump strategy. So I mean the whole world has changed, and we're two years down the road. So how in the world can any record or document that President Trump might have, what would be the urgent, compelling life and limb threshold uh, that would mandate any kind of law enforcement action like a raid? It's it's very tough to to conjure up any sort of excuse. You know, one speculation
1: that does resonate with me is that for whatever reason, the FBI and the Justice Department and the Biden White House, for some reason thought that they might, there might be documents relating to Spygate and the culpability of this administration, the deep state, including, of course, the FBI and the Department of Justice, and they wanted those documents. That would add to the urgency. And it is also, uh, that brings us to the point that uh, very clearly, Judicial Watch has sued the Department of Justice for the Russia hoax records that were declassified and ordered released by President Trump. This actually looks to me like it could be connected to your lawsuit
0: against President Trump for those very records. It could be, because we know that the president ordered the declassification and immediate release of a set of documents, and that... uh, you know, somewhere along the line, the National Archives either didn't cooperate or only partially cooperated. So there could be an issue where the the subject records that you just described are something that they are frantically trying to get a hold of, or or somehow try to reel them back in under their control, despite the president's order that they be declassified and released. Yeah, the fact that
1: they were not. Uh, and, and by the way, I was very uh, skeptical, uh, is on the 19th, uh, the day before the president, of course, was leaving office, uh, as he insisted on this release, this declassification. He, of course, is the ultimate authority on declassification. And for the Justice Department, the FBI, for the intelligence community not to respond and carry out his lawful presidential order, and it's been all that time, and not until this raid and your lawsuit has this been on the front pages uh, of, uh, of, of the public consciousness, I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, you know, you, you'll remember that the FBI went over and threatened President Trump and uh, his chief of staff over the Nunez memo. You remember, you remember that little bit of drama? David Nunez's memo, how he wanted to release, what his findings were based on reviewing materials. Oh, and absolutely. Nunez was head of the intelligence, and, and that the FBI memo went over that- the White House, and they tried to threaten him. They tried to say, "Don't you dare release it," and they did anyway. And all it showed was that uh, you know, the Democrats were making up this long, twisted tale of Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Well,
1: they're still the documents that are retained within the, uh, uh, the box uh, at, uh, at the CIA headquarters uh, that we still haven't seen. Uh, that would be part of these, uh, that should be, they should be part of this. I don't know whether they are, but there's so much here. We know that this was a twisted and torturous uh, conspiracy on the part of the intelligence community, uh, which involves, of course, the National Security Division of the FBI, Oh, let's be honest. It also includes uh, the law enforcement uh, uh, side of the uh, the FBI as well. This is Correct. this is uh, this is you know. This could be I, I, I don't know. I I don't know if it'll be a constitutional crisis, but I will say point blank: this is a crisis for America, and we as citizens have got to engage and make sure that we we help shape uh, the outcome because nothing less than the future of the country is at stake.
0: Well, when people go in and go to uh, cast their ballot this coming November, uh, this event should be at the very forefront of their mind and should be the tipping point for deciding which way they're gonna vote. That's the, the, I mean, this is the defining moment.
1: I, I agree. I if. This country has to move to the ballot box, uh, Republicans, Independents, uh, anyone in this country, Democrat or whatever. Uh, if you care about this Republican law and order, the heritage and the and the future of the nation, it, it, it's it's time to stand up. And uh, if we don't, uh, it's over. There there won't be a 2024 election. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, if this if the if we can't prevail uh, in this election on November eighth and bring this this evil force within our government uh, to heal uh, we're going to be in in existential trouble. I believe what do you think
0: I agree with you and the, and that's why it's so important to have new leadership um, whatever happens, whatever the precise outcome of the election um uh, you know, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. And uh, and what we've gotten so far is a lot of lip service and double talk and people that never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity and, uh, you know, bold finger wagging with zero follow-up. And frankly, uh, I know you're with me on this one. I'm set up. I'm done with that. I'm not going to put up with another, you know, posturing and gesturing and then, running off to the country club for a pitcher of whiskey sours, you know, enough. We need real yeah. change with real leaders.
1: By the way, that last week, uh, Christopher Ray left, uh, his hearing, uh, telling, telling them that they, that he had, uh, had a plane waiting. I had to go and it, it was, it was waiting and he went off to vacation. We find out today after, a, a, extended stay in his Delaware home after recovering from COVID, President Biden has taken a family vacation of uh, undetermined duration in South Carolina, uh, leaving poor Merrick Garland alone in Washington DC to avoid uh, uh, avoid, uh, the the accountability that is due. Uh, He should make at least some lame ex, uh, explanation but all of the explanations the fbi offers are lies i i can't think of a time when they have said anything that made any sense or held up over the course of time
0: as truth can you no and uh, they're remarkably arrogant in their stonewalling um they will look at, straight into the camera and tell you to drop dead and and sadly they get away with it over and over again i mean uh, Ted Cruz asking the National Security uh, Deputy Director of the FBI, you know, 10 different ways about FBI participation in uh, the January 6th violence with undercover operatives and, uh, you know, confidential human sources and what they were doing, whether they were actively planning to create the unrest. And the woman sat there and, what, 10, 12 times over said, you know, I can't discuss it. I can't discuss it. I won't discuss it. I'm not able to discuss it. I mean, and so they, 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 they are looking you straight in the eye and telling you to drop dead. I mean, that, that's what their position is. But you know, also, and this is to
1: your earlier point uh, about being fed up, uh, Ted Cruz, I, I, I commend him for uh, speaking up. Uh, but at the same time, he knew who he was talking to. He knew what he was talking to. She is nothing more than a, than a tool. Uh, she is not responsive, and that committee doesn't make any part of the deep state, the administrative state, re- have to be responsive. There is no consequence. There is no depth. Uh, there is no, if you will, authentic uh, element to their, their hearings. It's all theater and nonsense, and everybody gets to make a, a, a point on the record, and and the deep state goes its merry way doing exactly what the Marxist Dems tell them.
0: That's why, uh, that's why Judicial Watch goes into the Southern District of Florida and files a motion to unseal, because uh, they're either unwilling or unable, and we'll get that uh, affidavit unsealed and make it public, and uh, we'll get some kind of accountability for the American people. Well,
1: we thank you for everything that you do, Chris, and, uh, and everything that Judicial Watch does for this country. Uh, it is a, a terrible time in this country. I do want to uh, give you the last word as we do all our guests, uh, but I do want to ask you before that, uh, do you have any idea of how soon, uh, with good fortune, uh, you
0: could get that, uh, that warrant unsealed? Uh, the, the process, uh, I think people understanding uh, the, the warrant process is important. I'll just take a second here. In order to get a warrant to go do a search like that, a special agent, and normally a supervisory special agent of the FBI, has to write out or make a declaration, a sworn affidavit, under oath of the, all the reasons and circumstances, the facts, the date, time, place, all the who, what, when, where, how, and why, describing why there's a compelling and urgent need under under order of the court to uh, use every law enforcement tool to be, to be brought to bear, to uh, to violate someone's privacy, right? To violate their, their, their right to own land and be secure in their homes. We're gonna take the Fourth Amendment, And in in this instance, we're going to smash the Fourth Amendment, and we're going to do it knowingly, but we're doing it with the approval of the court. So it's a pretty heavy-duty, heavy-handed thing. That affidavit then goes forward with a sort of a a letter on top describing why, what what they're asking for, and pointing at the affidavit saying, hey, this agent knows firsthand about criminality. we got to act now, or we could lose it. If we don't act urgently, the evidence could disappear. that That's the foundation for this kind of activity. And so that's brought before a judge, in this case, a magistrate judge, who reviews all the information, and then normally he gets a briefing as well. And once he's convinced that it's absolutely urgent, he'll sign off on it. And at that point, the FBI is off to the races, and they can do pretty much anything they damn well please. So when they go into a, a building like that at Mar-a-Lago, they're not just looking, or they're supposed to look for what's in the warrant, but really in reality, they're vacuuming up every single thing they can put their hands on. And that's really the other sort of violation of this thing is I can virtually guarantee you that their activities exceeded the scope of the warrant and they were looking for every piece of paper, file, folder, pencil, you name it, uh, they grabbed it and scooped it up and took off with it. That's with that's some a summary for
1: yeah, that was some fifteen boxes, uh, although that, that number that we've heard various claims, but at least uh, fifteen boxes uh, and also uh, apparently cocktail napkins and, and and letters taken from the Trump residents uh, in, in a in a previous search. Uh, we you know what you're describing sounds very. Uh, Uh, I I guess, as you say, a very heavy process. But we also know how lightly they take their obligations under law, because this is reminiscent of, uh, let's start with four FISA warrants that were fraudulent. Uh, Let's talk about two 302 uh, uh, documents uh, by the FBI
0: that were fraudulent.
1: And the list goes on and on.
0: Yeah, my my description was the sort of by-the-book, idealized explanation. In reality, now the reality is something different. So my explanation... As we've worked over
1: six years.
0: Yeah, and so my explanation is sort of the the by-the-book, how you would do it if you were not a crooked, you know, SOB. Uh, Now, in reality, what goes on is... uh, the FBI will say and do virtually anything it wants to get you. If you're in their crosshairs and they're after you, uh, they will, there's no length to which they will not go to twist and distort and double talk and, and manufacture any document they need or want in order to, to get what they want on you. And then they normally, I don't know this, the circumstances in this case. But it is not uncommon for them to find a, uh, let's just say, cooperative and compliant. They, they, they forum shop, just like a lot of attorneys do. They find somebody who's you know, ready, willing, and able, a reliable person who just happens to be on duty and is, you know, uh, can be relied upon to fully support them without asking too many questions and uh you know perhaps that's that's the case with the, this magistrate judge i don't know uh i know he has well, a he, very he curious worked, background
1: he he worked for jeffrey epstein uh he changed jobs working for the uh the justice uh department the us attorney's office in florida uh and switched jobs uh literally walked out of the uh, if you will the Justice Department and uh, straight into uh, the epstein uh, manner to uh, to protect his employees uh, and uh, represent them uh, it, it's uh it, it's quite a breathtaking little uh extravaganza uh, that I we're going to learn a lot of more about in the days uh, days forward uh let, let's uh Let's, uh, let's close out, as we always do, with the, the concluding thoughts of our guest. Uh, Chris, we appreciate you being here, and the time is yours.
0: It's a great to have the opportunity to be on with you, Lou. I just want folks uh, who are interested in what we've been talking about to go to our website, which is JudicialWatch, altogether one word, JudicialWatch.org, O-R-G. And you can see all the stuff we've been talking about. You can see our motion to unseal the warrant. You can see uh, both written and video clips of myself and my, my colleague Tom Fitton talking about the case. You can see our other work on a host of other phonyed up, uh, you know, Trump dossier efforts. You can go and read about uh, the 411 flights that, uh, that the president's son, uh, Hunter Biden, made with his father while his father was vice president. And on those 411 flights, they went to 26 different countries and visited China five times. That's just in the first five and a half years of the of the Obama-Biden administration. So, if you need a Hunter Biden travel log, you can you can look at that. There's just tons of material on our website. You can see the work that we do, JudicialWatch.org. O-r-g. And thank you for the chance to be on and to talk about this, Lou. Uh, it-
1: Well, we're just pleased to have you, Chris. And again, thank you for all that you and Judicial Watch do. We appreciate it. Thanks for being with us, Chris. God bless you.
0: Thank you, Luke. God bless you.
1: Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Here tomorrow will be former President Donald J. Trump, a great American, a great president, and this nation never needed him more than now. Please join us here tomorrow for President Trump. Until then, God bless you. God bless President Trump. And God bless America.